Welcome everybody to a very special festive podcast of the Financial Wellbeing Podcast. I'm here in the palatial residence of my friend Chris Budd. He's sitting roasting his nuts in front of an open fire. Uh, producer Tomo is here as well. Hello, Chris. Good. Well, happy Christmas. Well, is the right thing to say. Do you like our log cabin? I think it's rather marvellous, actually. <laughs> so lucky that we had so much snow as well. It's beautiful. Isn't it? I know, I know. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get out. In fact, producer Tomo turned up three days ago, and he's still here. He hasn't been able to get home, have you, Tomo? Beard and all. Beard and all. <laughs> yeah. Looking like Father Christmas, except your beard's not white. No. No. It's Christmas! It is indeed, yes. And did you get lots of nice presents? I did, yes. Santa was very kind to me. But then I've been a very good boy this year, so I did expect it, to be fair. Blimey. What about you, David? What was well, your best present? That must have been going on behind the scenes. <laughs> I got I got a rather lovely jumper, actually. Did you? Yeah, Christmas Is that the one jumper. you're wearing? Uh, no, 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 no. no. I've, I've keeping that for special occasions. It's not just a routine, everyday podcast like this. What are we going to talk about in this post-Christmas, pre-New Year period? We're going to keep it nice and light and fun this Christmas day. We've got games, music, and we've even got Christmas crackers. Oh, fantastic. I know, and as if that wasn't enough, we've got a quick interview and some music from one of my favourite singer-songwriters, all the way from Iceland, Haftis Huld. What, you've actually got an interview? Yeah. How have you managed to pull that off? I know, well, I'm a remarkable man. Astonishing. (laughs) Right, before we move on to that, remember that we've got this word section that we love to do. It all started some time ago now, actually, with the word hygge. It was a a Danish word. And generally, we're looking for words that have no direct translation into English and relate in some way to well-being or doing things for others that make us or them happy. So what have you got for us uh, on this festive occasion, Chris? I've got a couple of words for you, David, that are very much suited to Christmas, but I can't pronounce either of them, so (laughs) wish me luck. Uh, The first we have is Eksurapok, which is an Inuit word, meaning, and I love this idea, the feeling of anticipation you get when expecting someone and you keep going outside to check to see if they've arrived. Oh, what's that word again? Iksuapok. Oh, it's lovely. It's a very Christmas-type word. Well, it is Christmas-type. It's that wait for Father Christmas to come round. Yes, of course, of course. It's lying there in bed at three o'clock in the morning. You know your parents have gone to sleep. The house is very, very quiet. Nothing stirred, not even a mouse. And you're waiting for Father Christmas to turn up. Lovely word. Perfect. Iksuapok. I'm getting all Christmassy again now. And the second word we have is... Oh, cranky. Jollabokaflod. Jollabokaflod? Yeah, <laughs> very good. It's an Icelandic word in tribute to Haftis, our mm. guest today. It's the Christmas book flood, which is an Icelandic tradition that caught my attention from a tweet from Amazing Beautiful Things. And it, it's a tradition in Iceland where on Christmas Eve they exchange books, everybody, and then you go to bed and spend the rest of the night reading your new book, eating chocolate. <laughs> Again, that sounds like everybody's Christmas, Isn't really. great? I think that's wonderful. Uh, apparently, almost all books in Iceland are sold um, between kind of uh, October through to Christmas, and everybody gives each other a book. I think that's just the most wonderful idea. But it's dark all the time. They've got nothing else to do with them than read books. <laughs> Icelandic stereotypes. Talking of uh, Scandinavian uh, Christmas things, uh, I've just, uh, obviously, before Christmas, put my decorations up. Yeah. And I've got... Uh, one of the things I always put out every year is something I bought in Denmark many years ago, and it's a little straw pig. And we were staying with some Danish friends over there, and they said, oh, yes, in Sweden, the uh, they, they have these straw pigs, and they put them out as part of their Christmas decorations. And I said, oh, that's really, really nice. I said, where does that come from? They said, oh, well, we're not sure. Anyway, <laughs> the other day, lo and behold, there I was, just before Christmas, having a Christmas lunch with a Swedish friend. So I said, ah, 
well, I've got this straw pig. And I expected her to be able to tell me all about it. I said, so what's the significance of the straw pig? And she said, I've got a clue. <laughs> However, there it is. Yeah, on that's, my, that's a cracking showbiz anecdote, David. On my half know. at the moment, yes, the straw pig that nobody knows what it's for. So, if any of our <laughs> listeners happen to know why the uh, Swedes go in for straw pigs at Christmas, please do let us know. So, what's the next thing, Chris? I love Christmas. Well, David, I brought some crackers along with oh, me. Oh, Tomo, finally, after all these years, you've made a positive contribution <laughs> to the podcast. Would you like to pull one with me? I'd love to pull your cracker. Here we go. Here we go. Yay! I've won. Brilliant. Okay. I, don't, I always cheat. I always put my thumb on the end of it. No, I don't. I don't really. Right. Okay. Let's read out the joke. I love these jokes. I just unwrap it. Hang on a minute. Oh, right. It's not a joke. In fact, what well, it could be. It's a tight ass Tomo tip. Very uh, cheap crackers. These yes, I don't know how you slip that one in there. Uh, this is from um, Heather Hill at Hell for Heather. Oh, yes. I know her. She's a fellow author. Uh, and she makes her own butter from cream. Butter in her local supermarket is £1.60 and cream is 85p so she buys the cream and turns it into butter all you do is take the cream and whip it too much which separates out the buttermilk it's really easy I looked that one up on the internet it's actually really easy to turn cream into butter is that right? yeah, yeah fascinating right. come on I want to go I want to go right then okay come on <laughs> These well, are the cheapest, most rubbish crackers. Well, it's, I asked Tom, what would you expect? Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we are. Look, I did the crack retrospectively. <laughs> I like, do you know what? These are so cheap and so rubbish. I haven't even got anything in it in mine. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how cheap they are. Come on, Tom. Last Come on, one. Tomo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and again, for our listeners, the cheap, cheap cracker didn't work again. Here we go. What's, what's basically happening, listeners, is that we pull the crackers apart, the crackers come apart, but the snap doesn't snap, so we're then having to snap the snap later. It's live radio, what do you expect? Go on, Tom, really okay, okay, it's my, my turn. My, my Christmas tip, I got a bit Scrooge. As so, opposed to... Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> Unwanted presents, recycle them and give them to someone else during the year. So I've had a couple of gifts, you know, there's parents. Are you to say these live? Do your relatives listen to these? No, not really. Do, we've right only got say. two listeners, haven't we? And they are my family. <laughs> you know, the pair of socks that you don't really want or, you know, that bottle of Avocat, as you just mentioned, that you don't drink. Save it. Put in a bag or wrap it up for somebody else for their, for their birthday or Christmas next year. Make sure you don't give it to the person that's given you the gift originally, that'd be a bit awkward. There you go, recycle the gifts that you don't want. Fantastic. Well, it's not very festive, but to be honest, there's always, if you know, if you have people around your house, it's having, you're having a party, bring a bottle. So everybody, well, not everybody, I always like to take a quality bottle of wine. But when people come to my house, there's always one bottle of uh, supermarket plonk that you wouldn't dream of drinking in a million years. And it gets stuck to the back of the cupboard. And that's the one that I will <laughs> take to, to the next party. And I'm sure that's an unopened bottle of wine that has gone round to about ten parties so in the David, back So, David, you and I you go to quite a few of the same dinner parties. Mm. Why don't we buy a bottle and just put a little mark on it somewhere and just see how long it takes to come back home to us again. <laughs> That's a very good idea. We'll report back on the success of that podcast, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. So listen, um, as it's Christmas, I thought we might play a game. A game? A game. God, yeah. It's a bit novel, isn't it? Okay. Well, I thought we might have a go at my favourite Christmas family game. Go on, then. Charades. Charades? That's going to work ever so well on the podcast. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to have a go at saying charades. 
Okay. Right. Okay. As featured in my favourite radio show. Do you ever listen to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue? I do indeed, We're yes. going to have a game of Mornington Crescent later, perhaps, can we? Uh, so we're going to play Sound Charades, and as the late Humphrey Littleton used to put it, in the original charades, the players were not allowed to speak, resulting in much hilarity. Our version differs subtly in two ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tomo and I have got a film and two songs. You've got to guess the title. We're going to read out a little playlet from which you have to guess the name of the film or the song. You've practised this, you do. Well, we had a little go earlier, and Tomo didn't have the faintest idea what I was talking about, so I'm not sure how this is going <laughs> to go. My acting skills aren't up to much either, so it's going to be a bit painful. Well, neither am I. That's why I've ended up doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so these are a little, a little obtuse, but hopefully your your warped mind might might get them. Okay, so first one is a film. Oh, go on, Dad. Please buy me an ice cream. No, son. I'm sorry, but I just can't afford it. Oh, please. I'd be really good. Well, it depends on the brand. Is it Lion's Maid? No, Dad. It's the other one. Oh, is it? Well, in that case, as you've been such a good boy, go on, then. Wall's Treat. Yes! Well done, David! Well done. Love it. Fantastic. Good effort. Right. We're, we're rolling. Second one. Um, this is a song, and, and you'll probably guess that all of these are money-orientated or wealth-orientated, financial somehow. OK, second one is a song. You're right, Chris. Yes, I'm fine. I'm just trying to get these trousers on. If I'm honest, Chris, they do look a little bit too small for you. I always used to be able to get into this size. I think I must have eaten too much at Christmas. I can't think what the problem could be. What are the trousers made of? Five pound notes. Ah, that's the explanation. You should have used tenors and possibly bought a bigger size. Money's too tight to yeah. mention. Yeah. Oh, can we get three out of three? I'm on a roll. Have another bit of Avoca. Okay. Third one is also a song. Hello. Are you the right person to see for some nails? Well, it depends what type you want. Is it a long, thin nail with a narrow head? No, it's more of a short nail with a wide, flat head. Right, well, that does sound like the sort of thing I specialise in. What's it to be used for? Well, it's for fixing a carpet to a floorboard. I need quite a few of them. Aha! I know the type of nail you want, and I'm the very person that you need to speak to, because I'm the... Taxman! Three out of three! Well done, well done. Excellent. Oh, very good. I enjoyed that. You've gone to a great deal of trouble there, Chris, to entertain me and our listeners, so thank you very much indeed. Now it's time to move on to the interview. So, who have we got, Chris? We're going to have a little listen, a little chat with Haftis Schuld. She's a singer-songwriter from Iceland. Her first album, Dirty Paper Cup, came out in 2006. Since when she's released three other albums, Synchronised Swimmers, which is my favourite, um, the reflective album Home, and the latest Dare to Dream Small. She also does great videos, um, so go on to YouTube, and my favourite is Tomoko. Very funny, very silly. And Action Man is also one of my favourites, very Christmassy, so do check them out. Um, I had a chat with Haftis because of the title of her new album, Dare to Dream Smaller is quite appropriate for this podcast. So I asked her what it means. So let's have a listen to my short chat with Haftis Huld. Haftis, thanks ever so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm just surprised that I'm here. You know, this is not my usual my usual show to be interviewed on and feel very grown up, I have to say. Well, I've been um, enjoying your music, Haftis, since the first album, Dirty Paper Cup, and your latest single is called Dream Small, which you mentioned somewhere is all about uh, your attitude to money, so I thought, what a great excuse to have you on the, on the podcast. Tell me what you mean by Dream Small. Dream Small and the whole kind of theme of the album. I didn't realise I was writing a themed album until the album was almost finished. 
I normally write about my own life and I write about things that are important to me. And with this album, I'd kind of been in a very different circumstance. I've been spending a lot more time at home because my daughter, her first few years of life weren't very straightforward. So I'd been working less and spending more time at home. And yeah, maybe therefore making less money. And I guess my focus just changed. I just became so much more aware of that it doesn't really matter, you know, if you haven't bought a new sofa or, you know, fixed up the decking or something. You've just made a human being. So just kind of embrace what you have and give yourself time to enjoy it. So did the birth of your daughter affect your thinking a great deal then? Yes, it did. When you have a child, I found out, at least for myself, it was so easy to prioritize all of a sudden. It was so obvious what mattered and what didn't. And then I went into maternity leave and there are all these groups of women telling you that you should be back in those jeans and you should be, you know, cooking this and doing that in your maternity leave and all these kind of pressures from society about what your dreams should be, what your goals and dreams should be. And I just didn't agree with it. I just had my small dreams. I was very happy in, in my kind of situation and in the moment that I was experiencing. And, and dreams more was, I guess, the idea of wanting people to kind of just leave me alone with what was my dream and not making me always feel like I should be trying to do something bigger and better. In our book, Haftis, uh, the, the Financial Wellbeing book, which the podcasts are all about, we talk about the idea of know thyself. It's the first part to how you deal with money, is to work out what you want from life. Yeah, that's, that, sounds, that sounds exactly right. Easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, because also, I think it's with, with social media and with, with all those things that are, you know, con- you're constantly bombarded with, it's so easy to, especially I think for younger people, to get lost in in this, oh, I need to be doing this, I'm sure I need this. Everybody's saying I should be focusing on this or building this or making this much money or losing that much weight. And it's just, I think sometimes you just need a bit of space to work out what's important to you and take it from there. So, very specific though, you're not saying, I know what I want and it's a yacht. <laughs> you're saying, I know what I want and it's small. How did, how did you arrive at that way of thinking? I don't know. Sometimes the world just feels really fast and it's crowded and I wanted to move to the countryside and I wanted just to be somewhere where I could see mountains and write songs. I think it just ended up here and this feels right. I'm curious to know how dream small, it's a quite specific idea, you know, not dream big, not dream different, but just dream small. What does that mean for you? You're, from the time you're very little, you're always being told to dream big and, you know, reach for the stars, and it's always that. And I just, I like the idea of not being greedy, and instead of dreaming of the biggest thing or the most expensive thing, just dream about having what's enough for you, because that is a lot more than many people in this world have, and that should be reason enough to be very happy and content. That's beautifully expressed. In the video for Take Me Dancing, the scenery is absolutely stunning. Is that where you live? Yeah, that's just, that's just filmed all in walking distance from our house. Wow. So I can see how that can inspire you to write songs. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. We bought, we bought an old house where a lot of things 
need to be fixed up and we'll probably be doing little bits here and there for the next 20 years. But we decided that we wanted to be in this location and things, they don't need to be perfect. Well, what is perfect? Nobody knows what perfect is because it's different for, for each person. But to us, just having a river flow next to the house and be surrounded by mountains meant a lot more than having a modern house that maybe was in a better condition. So, yeah, I think it brings us back to know yourself, know what's important to you, and then you know how to spend the money you have, whether it's little or a lot. Was there a trigger that helped you to understand what money means to you, what's important to you in life? Your daughter being born was clearly one, one thing. Was there anything else that just made you just stop and, and, and think about it all? Yeah, our, our daughter, like you said, once she was born, she, she was very unsettled and, and she had a very tough time for the first like three years. And it just put everything in context. You just suddenly realised that if you didn't have any major success, if you didn't make lots of money or could afford holidays, in comparison to her being okay, none of that mattered. So afterwards, you know, once she started feeling better and, and life became more normal, you kind of take that with you. You take with you that, that feeling that these things that maybe you thought were important really aren't. We're all okay. You know, we've got, like it says in the song, We've got food on the table and roof over our heads. I love the uh, the opening lines. Why reach for the stars when their light will find you? What do you mean by that? I think it's my way of saying life is not a competition and there is space for all of us here. You don't need to always try to be the, the biggest or the best or the fastest or the thinnest or the richest. You can just be you. And that's enough. I'm going to have a go at some Icelandic heftis if that's all right. I've been practicing this. Um, Pada Rodast. How's that? <laughs> um, well, you, do you know even what I'm trying to say? Did I get it across enough? <laughs> try again. Pada Rodast. No, sorry, I've got nothing. <laughs> Hang on, see if this comes across. Pataratost. It's an Icelandic way of thinking. Pataratost. It's supposed to be the Icelandic... That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's actually... Well, that's what I said. <laughs> no, that's really not what you said. This is okay. It all comes in a circle. You feel that's what you said. Let's go with it. So what, what does it mean? Tell, tell me all about it. It basically means somehow it will be fine. And in Iceland, it's a big part of, I guess, the mentality. And what I liked when I moved back to the Icelandic countryside, I sometimes describe it like moving back to not just the Icelandic countryside, but almost like moving back in time, because there's a real sense of community here. And there's a real do-it-yourself mentality. Oh, we'll be fine. You know, that And uh, Alistair has mentioned many times since we moved back here that Growing up in England, you wouldn't have just kind of started any random job and just, we'll just see how it turns out, because that's basically what that means. So as a, as a positive attitude, but does it also lead to doing stuff you wouldn't otherwise do? I don't think so. I think it just makes you a bit braver to start things following an idea you have. 
that's how I feel about it. Since coming back here, it's just like, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy, and we'll just try to build that, you know, whatever it is that you have in mind. Sounds wonderful. The, the, the Icelandic music scene hits quite above its weight, doesn't it, for the the number of people in the on, in the country, Sigur Ross and Bjork and yourself and so on. Um, I wonder if that's 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 part of it. There's a there's a, a we can do this. Let's just let's just make music and see what happens attitude. There is a strong kind of can-do attitude, and maybe it comes from being so isolated, maybe it comes from being such a small place, or maybe all the darkness. I think sometimes people just need something fun to do, because it gets wet, and the days are very short in the middle of winter. So that's a good time to be in a, you know, rehearsal place somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, there's two things you can do, and one of them is make music, so <laughs> that explains it. How do people approach money in general in Iceland? Is there a, is there a kind of a, a national approach to, to money? How is it viewed? It's a sensitive subject, I guess, because we had those businessmen that did all those bad things around 2007. But shortly after that, I moved back to Iceland, and there's a very strange kind of atmosphere surrounding all of that. And I think I'm probably not the best person to ask about Iceland in general approach to money because I think I'm not very materialistic <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm your typical person to ask. So I think that's my honest answer. Just change the subject slightly. We have something in common in Bristol with you because uh, you recorded with Tricky, haven't you? One of our Bristol finest. Yeah. How, how, tell me about that. He's quite an enigmatic, interesting character. Yeah, I think um, he was very nice. He basically just... Uh, his manager called my manager and said he wanted me to come and sing with him, and I thought, uh, yes, that sounds very interesting. So I went to a studio, and and then I said, so how, why, why did you call me? How did you hear about me? He said, oh, because uh, I'm doing this project, and this song, Across the Bear, I need someone who sounded as innocent as Jesus. And I was uh, watching MTV, and your song Tomoko came on, and I thought, yep. That's the voice. He sounds as innocent as Jesus. So he called me, and we did not discuss that any further. <laughs> I wonder if you could understand him very easily, because he's got quite a strong Bristolian accent, hasn't he? Yeah, no. Uh, I'm sure from someone watching that conversation, you know, from the outside, it would have sounded very strange. But we had, we had no problem understanding each other. And some people had said to me before I met him, oh, he's very eccentric. But then I just thought, well, people say that about me too. So I was going to say that that that's that's a challenge for you, isn't it? <laughs> Bring it on, Haftis. <laughs> that's absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate you being on our podcast. Thanks for spending your time. We're going to play the song "Dream Small" and also put some links to some of your videos on the show notes as well. Oh, brilliant! Thank you. Are you doing any gigs? Uh, yes, I did. I did a tour in England in the spring, and then I went to China in the summer, and we're doing some uh, Iceland gigs now in November. Can we expect you in England at any time soon doing some concerts? Um, I think earliest next year. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Make sure you come to Bristol, won't you? No, I'll try. <laughs> All right. have to thank ever so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All the best. Bye-bye. Oh, what a lovely woman. That was a fantastic little chat you had there. Isn't she delightful? She's such a nice lady, and I love her music. It's just simple, happy pop. Um, I like my rock, and I like my classical, I like all sorts of music, but there's a real place for just joyful, simple, happy pop, which she does brilliantly. A very hard thing to do. And 
at this time of year, what better time would there be to have joyful, simple, happy exactly. things in our lives? Exactly. Well, we're going we're gonna to just finish after we've talk, finished talking with one of her songs, Dare to Dream Small, um, which, is, which uh, will play us out. Excellent. But before we do, on behalf of the lovely producer Tomo, the equally lovely Chris, the not-so-lovely me, we'd like to wish you all... A very happy Christmas, a lovely new year. Thanks for listening to the podcast uh, for the last year and we look forward very much to having your company with us again. Thanks, so David. Join really us next time. It. We play Yay. the Financial Wellbeing <laughs> Podcast. Happy New Year. Why reach for the stars When their light will find you You could conquer the world But then what would you do? So dream small Dream small And you might find what you're looking for It's true notified of upcoming podcasts, make sure you click the subscribe button. For more information on the topics discussed in today's podcast and to purchase a copy of the Financial Wellbeing book, please visit www.financialwell-being.co.uk. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on financial well-being. You can send us an email at contact at financialwell-being.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at finwellbeing. Chris is Ovation Chris, and David is at Dave underscore Backwell. This has been an Ovation Finance production. Thanks for listening to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast. More interesting than you might think. Food on the table. Roof over our heads. Just dream.